In this episode, we talk about a tough-as-nails platformer, Celeste. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. This is episode number 19 of a 30-day episode challenge. I've hand-selected 30 games to coincide with each episode. We'll take a good look at each game, and at the end of the month, we'll evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely never going to play those games. Today, we're taking a good look at Celeste. For me, I'm taking a look at the Nintendo Switch version. Let's go. So I'd be shocked if you haven't heard about this game in some form if you play next-gen consoles. Celeste is a platformer, 8-bit style. It's described in the trailer as tough as nails. It was released in January of 2018, so it is not an old game, though it does have that retro look and feel to it. Initially, this game was de- uh, designed as a demo slash prototype for the Pico 8. So what is the Pico 8, you say? The Pico 8 is a fantasy console. A fantasy console. So what is a fantasy console, you say? A fantasy console, according to the Pico 8 website, is a regular console, but without the inconvenience of actual hardware. Verbatim, I'm reading this verbatim now, Pico 8 has everything else that makes a console a console. Machine specifications and display format, development tools, design culture, distribution platform, community, and playership. It is similar to a retro game emulator, but for a machine that never existed. So companions, I am incredibly fascinated by this. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of the Pico 8. The reason that this episode is out so late in the day is because I went down a rabbit hole of consuming everything I could about the Pico 8. I'm going to continue down that rabbit hole right after this. I have no development chops, but I literally had a thought today of quitting my day job and becoming an exclusive Pico 8 game developer and figuring it out, just figuring out how to develop games on the Pico 8 because I'm so fascinated by this subculture and this fantasy console. All you need to know, let's get back on track. All you need to know is that the game Celeste got started on this fantasy console called the Pico 8. It was developed by the devs who made Skytorn and Towerfall. Never played Skytorn, but I loved Towerfall. Towerfall was an Ouya exclusive, and I can't believe that Ouya has come up twice now in one week. Uh, The Ouya was kind of a Kickstarter console uh, meant to take on kind of the big players in the space. It was a failure, but I had one. It's one of those games, uh, Celeste, that is brutally difficult, but apparently it's brutally difficult in a fun way because everyone loved this game. If you've never or if you've ever played uh, Super Meat Boy, it kind of reminds me of that. Just watching the footage. I haven't played it. Uh, So I've yet to play the game, but I purchased it on Switch without even watching any of the gameplay footage. I actually watched the gameplay footage afterwards, right? Like after actually making the purchase. Um, It was just really widely recommended uh, that I picked up this game and that I played this game, especially for my pal Marty. 
and Marty has great taste in games and he plays a lot of them, but he has great taste in games. Uh, and whenever he recommends, whenever he really recommends a game, uh, I always stop and take note. So what do you think? Uh, do you think that I should put myself through the torture of completing a tough as nails platformer like Celeste? I'm saying that in air quotes, just like in the trailer. Will it make the cut? Let me know what you think. You can contact me at Tom at videogamepodcasts.com or tweet me at yo power time, yo power time. If you played Celeste and you think I should play it, skip it or ditch it, definitely let me know your thoughts. So Celeste was game of the year on so many people's lists and it was nominated for multiple awards, like the big awards. Uh, it was a real hit and a really, it was an indie best seller, especially at a time when Switch indies were blowing up in my opinion. They're still really popular, but I remember seeing Celeste, you know, on the top 10 most, you know, purchased games in the shop alongside the $60 titles that you would expect to see um, from Nintendo, first-party titles, Breath of the Wild, for example. Uh, I know it was on more than just Switch, but I feel like they pushed it a ton on Switch and for just cause, because, like, I mean, it really did get a ton of accolades. Uh, and apparently the music is fantastic. It just had all of the qualities of Game of the Year. But it's kind of odd to see a retro-style title like Celeste's go up against the AAA titles for game of the year. I've talked about Shovel Knight on the podcast before. I'm a huge fan of the Shovel Knight series, but I don't recall Shovel Knight really getting the game of the year status the way that Celeste did, even though they both kind of remind me of the same indie throwback style game. Maybe you could argue that Shovel Knight kind of paved the way for Celeste uh, to actually be foundationally in a position to be regarded as a serious game of the year game. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to get into the politics of how those accolades and awards uh, actually run. But I do want to talk about this idea of game of the year because there are a few games that have hit my backlog and will continue to hit my backlog just because of this seemingly arbitrary accolade. So I'm thinking, you know, The Last of Us, Uncharted, uh, Spider-Man. There's so many. There are so many games that just kind of ended up on my list as must-play titles because they were regarded by so many different press outlets and you know video game award shows uh, and critics putting them on their top ten lists on Twitter and on podcasts you know so I always end up with these games that I pick up typically cheap because I wait a while you know so by the end of the year or when the game of the year edition comes out for forty dollars less than when it was first released that's typically when I pick up these games but I have bought games solely because of the critical acclaim, you know, just needing to know like, what is the fuss? What is the fuss about this game? Why is everyone putting this game on their top five list? You know, why is this such a unique gaming experience? So I'm really curious if you can think of any games that you've purchased or played or added to your backlog because of the same reasons, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be recent. It could be of all time. You know, there's been many, many games over the years uh, that have been, you know, touted as, as the, the game of the decade, you know, or the game of the year or the best game of the past five years. Do you care about that stuff? I'm really curious. Uh, you can contact me at Tom at Video Game Podcast or tweet me at Yo Power Time. 
And uh, I'd love to know, you know, these are the types of things I'd love to hear from you about and also share on the show. Will Celeste make the cut? I kind of, I can't imagine that it won't, but you'll have to wait and find out. Subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows and follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, head on over to BacklogCompanion.com. You will see the full list, and I will also have my contact information there if you want to reach me. I'll read any notes or feedback on an upcoming show. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at YoPowerTime. I'm typically on there tweeting nonsense. Uh, And in the absence of a Patreon account, if you want to support the show, leaving a review is super helpful. I think Apple Podcasts is probably the best place to do it. Uh, But just keep on listening, keep on streaming, and keep on sharing. If you have any friends who would enjoy the show, that would be great. Uh, If you do leave a review, keep it honest. I don't care how many stars it is. Just looking for some actionable feedback. Uh, And we'll be back after the 30-day challenge. You know, I'm definitely going to keep this podcast going. I'm just not sure what the the frequency and the format is going to be. So spoiler alert, if you're listening to this, um, I'm, I'm also dedicated to releasing an episode of Nintendo Power Time podcast, which is my other show, uh, which I have not released an episode, I think, this year. It's been a very long time, and I have Final Fantasy II just waiting and ready to go. It's all the research is done. I just need to sit down and record it and edit it. That show is longer and a little bit more highly produced, so it's always kind of... It, it never bubbles up to the top of my priority list, Uh if you know me personally, I have I have kids. I got kids, man. And I also have a very, very intense, uh, well, I'll say intense, full-time job. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one.